Alrighty, guys, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. In this part two, we speak to Adam Rosenbach about all things gym. I don't know why I just said, I don't know why I just said that. He's a comedian, so he's not related. He actually did CrossFit, by the way, guys, so you'll, you want to tune into that. Really good episode. We are brought to you by Audible. <laughs> no, I just thought I'd pause there for a second. Uh, guys, jump onto audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. You can get a 30-day free trial if you sign up and a one free credit. The first book I ever got off Audible was, I believe it was, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and Bill's reading that right now, and a friend of mine read that. Uh, Dylan Flannery, if you are listening to the show, mate. Dilson. Dilson. Dilson Flannery Son. Best looking bloke at CrossFit Richmond, 1996 to 2016. Yes, yeah, that's very true, (laughs) but uh, Jeezy knows it. Jeez, he knows Does he? Nah, he'll be listening to the show. He's a good man. He's a really good man. Oh, nah, well, if he's listening to the show, let's tell him, him. tell him how it really is. Fuck him. Is he a bit, is he a bit, he, he gets around <laughs> himself a bit? Or? Darling, darling, oh, look, no, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he is a rooster. He's a rooster and a half. He he's, a, he's, a, a, he's a genuine he's a, rooster. He's a spring trachine. Mm. He's a trachaclomuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that was. Oh, Dylan, Dylan Flannery is a Chukaklamuff. He's a Chukaklamuff. No, no, you're a champion, Dill. Um, congratulations on the wedding. No, you're not getting married. Um, yeah, guys, so Audible, jump onto Audible for us. And this is all going to shit now. And uh, Adventure for Travel, guys, jump onto Adventure for Travel as well. All right, all right. We'll get into what the show. And bye. Now, before we do this, Let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Where do we come from? Are we all ahead of the others? What is the future of the human race? Some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. Um, so Rosie, you want to talk about um comedy in like a broader sense? So how important do you think comedy is in society? It's in the role it plays. Oh, I, I think I think people need it. Um, it helps people forget about what's going on in the world. It mm. helps them switch off. Uh, and it kind of can help people bond, you know. It gives you something to talk about. If mm. you're into the same comedy, you know, people are all together. I mean, I remember when I saw um, Borat, and I've never seen a cinema laugh like that. Yeah. Like that was that scene where they're wrestling. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard. And it's uncontrolled. You know, yeah, people... squeals. And yeah, it yeah. was just the funniest thing. And to hear, like, you know, 400 people in a cinema losing their minds about something like that was just fantastic. Mm, you yeah. know, it's just really cool. And I don't know, it just... It, hel- it just helps people switch off. And also, I think, too, if, you, if you're seeing intelligent sort of comedy and it can point out... It, it can make a statement. It can say things. Yeah. That was the next thing that I was, was leading into was, yeah. like, how important is, like, the role of comedy in... 
uh, pointing out the wrong, where society yep. is going wrong and, and politically, you know, like George Cullen, for example, oh, is the perfect example. Incredible. Uh, you know, Bill Hicks was fantastic mm, yeah. at it. And I think, I think when that sort of thing, and, you know, Louis C.K. now is very good at it, it just resonates because, you know, you can have comedians and just, you know, you can do your dick jokes and whatever, but when it, when it has a point, when it has something to say, mm. it really resonates because, one, you're learning something and, two, you're laughing about it, 100%. you know, and, and it can go a little bit deeper. And I think any comedian who can do kind of both is mm. just – it's next level. Yeah. You know? And I, th- I think that's the, the idea of the comedian is to see stuff that regular people don't. You know, that's what makes us different. That's why, we, you know, we're all neurotic and weird and that's what we offer. You know, mm. it's just so, seeing things the way that normal people don't see it. You also have, I think, a bit of a free reign or uh, um, you have the ability to say things that political analysts cannot. Yes. Because it's funny, it's, it's, it's a positive yeah, impact. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if someone goes out and goes, this is fucked because of this, this, this and this, mm. they're going to go, I don't want to listen to that guy. Yeah. That's yeah, all, negative, all, yeah. all negative words or whatever. Whereas like George Khan, for example, is like a political, was like a political analyst, societal analyst. Oh, massively. Ba- ba- basically. And because people are going to be able to take that information in in a, in a positive way yeah. and they're going to talk to their mates, they're going to talk to their partners and their mates about, hey, how's what he was talking about? Fucking um, the gay marriage or whatever, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's fucked how they're... Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and, you, and it can actually bring up that conversation that normally wouldn't really be broached because no one wants to talk about that shit. Yep. You know? Yeah, or else... Uh- even if they do want to talk about it, they'll be so closed off that they don't want to hear it. Yeah, mm, you know, makes people, sense. people have yep. got their, their their opinions, and it's really hard to sway. You know, everyone not everyone loves loves to change their opinion, but if you can make people laugh and then teach them something, and they go, "Oh, you know what? I hadn't thought about it like that," or how it affects that person in that way, like you know, a gay comedian going up there saying, "This is why it hurts me not to get married." Yeah, and so rather mm. than them just being going, "Well, you know, it's not in the Bible or whatever," they just go, "Oh, okay, it hurts an actual person." Yes, and mm. if you're laughing at it and you can enjoy it and I mean, even if you don't enjoy it, you're just you're actually hearing it and it's not like a diatribe of this is how you need to think. It's like, this is how I feel. Take, you know, do with it however mm. you want. Why do you think um, Why do you think that is? In this day and age, it's so politically correct. We, we me and Tommy had a bit of a, we just did a podcast ourselves, just me and him before mm. yep. this, this morning. And we actually talked about um, dress ups and blackface. Yeah, yeah. And for example, and the guy that... um got in heaps of trouble down at Frankston for, for, yep. for dressing up as a rapper, which is like, it was a rap night. Yeah. You know, unless you're dressing up as Eminem, you're probably going to be painting yourself yeah, black. Yeah. You know? And there was nothing, but he got chastised, but you guys can get up on stage and to an extent, to an what, extent, make jokes about, about gay, yeah. uh, about race, about um, or just all these socially vulnerable topics. topics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a weird thing. I mean, the thing about the blackface that uh, I think people that, that – this is the way that I say it, that don't understand. Once you're told that, you know, Indigenous people or, or black people find it racist, then that's where it, it b- begins and ends. When yeah. you're told that they feel that it's racist and you go, well, that, that's kind of it, I suppose. For mm-hmm. me, that's the way I see it is you go, okay, they find it offensive. If they, you know, if, if black people come out and said, yeah, it's fine, go for it, we don't mind. Mm-hmm. But because it, uh, it takes them back to a time when, you know, black people didn't get work, they painted up white people, they cut them out of society. Mm-hmm. It has a completely different connotation. I think as, as a white person, it's not for us to say, you know, because no. we've lived a privileged life That's in right. comparison. Yep. What I was saying with Tommy um, with Tommy earlier, which I don't know, that podcast will actually come out before this one, so the listeners yeah, will sure. have heard it. What my take on it was, the guy in Frankston mm. who got chastised for this for dressing up as a, as a black rapper yeah. on a rap night, 
he he was like I believe he was like a twenty year old kid. Yeah, it's from Frankston. I mean, I when I saw it all kicking off, I got into some discussions on online, and I had to really look into the historical context of it. Yep. So what I'm saying is, does this guy need to get chastised for something that he probably doesn't even know well, about? I mean, you know what I mean? Thing. You'd hope that uh, you know, if he learns a lesson from that, if he goes, Jesus, I didn't realise it was going to be like that, and then doesn't do it again, then you go, okay, well, that, that's okay. It's cool. Know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think too that the issue that kicked off there was the club came out and had a go at, I think it was Adam Briggs, the rapper, who'd pulled him up on it and left right. a really... Pretty yeah. vile message on his yeah yeah okay uh, thing, and that's where that kind of elevated. They sort of try to defend themselves rather than going, you know what, we made a mistake, we'll move on. So you think, um, so you think, well, how far do, do you use any of this? Do you, do you actually? I mean, I've seen a lot of Australian comedians. Adam yeah. Hills is really good. Like he did the EMC, um, the Raw Comedy Festival I went to yeah. last year. Okay, and then he he would come in and he started off with some really good points about like um. Christmas Island and, and stuff, oh, yeah, so detention yeah. centres and, and whatever, and you get gets people thinking. Do you use any of that? And like, have you ever thought to? And oh, look, I, I don't. I just find that uh, a lot of times that's why people are going to the comedy to escape that kind of stuff. Yeah. So to hear hear a lot about it. Like if there's if there's something big that's happening, you make a bit of a, a couple of little jokes along the way. I you know that's the way that I operate. But I wouldn't do huge slabs of it just because it, it just doesn't interest me. Like obviously, yeah. it interests me. I think it's bad what's going on, but. I don't know if I can turn it into comedy. If I can't make it funny for me, then I just go, it's just too yeah. heavy, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really dark. You've got to watch out really pushing an agenda too, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, And I think the thing that can happen now, though, with political correctness and, you know, people go, oh, it's political correctness gone mad and everyone's on tenterhooks at the moment because everyone has a voice. Facebook yeah, that's right. and Twitter and everyone can arc up and write what they want. So yeah. anyone on radio makes one misstep and it blows up. And I'm not saying like... Uh, you know, if you say something really bad and you deserve what you get. But if you just go, you know, maybe a throwaway line that you didn't even think about and then it just blows up and people go crazy. It's sort of like because everyone has a voice now. Yeah. Which I think can be good and it also has its dark side. Because, yep. you know, <sighs> with that comes trolling and all that sort of shit. 100% you know, they just, it can have its dark side. Yeah, and it's like it's just anonymous, you know. Yep. People just throwing stones. You're like, you wouldn't say that to someone's face. Yeah, but that's right. Again, yeah. like the, I mean, you both made good points. So like, number one, Bill, with the thing about ignorance. I mean, that kid didn't know any better. Mm. And so how is he supposed to know? And, you know, Adam was saying, you know, if he learns from it, then that's a good thing. But also, too, I mean, we're sitting here as three white Caucasian males born and Bred in Melbourne, Australia. It's like we we have good literally looking yeah, good looking yeah. dudes. Let's, let's, like, let's not beat around the yeah, bush. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're you know we're, <laughs> yeah. we're not bad. Yeah. We, we've literally we've we've never known oppression to ourselves personally or to no. anything down the we're line. One percent. We're in the, you the, think the about less it, than one percent. We wouldn't yeah, even think. Right. We don't know what it's like to yeah. have had that historical undertone. So that's right. maybe I don't understand you know where people try and argue against this. Like, well, you haven't lived, you haven't walked in their shoes. You don't so know. You can't. You, you actually can't. Yeah. You know. Exactly, yeah. So, so what I mean, about yeah. you go? I was just going to finish up by saying, like, on, on one side, that maybe that political correctness, because, you know, what we're talking about before was we didn't really understand it. Maybe that is fair because we, you just, we're not in their shoes. But on the other yeah. side, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line. And every, every, you can see, so you can see everyone's sides. Like, they can go, oh, we can do, well, I don't see that side, but they go, we can do whatever we want. You know, it's just fun. You go, yeah. oh, they don't see it as fun. Exactly. You know, yeah. so it's a tough one. Mm. It's just a joke, man. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> that's what everyone says. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what about? Um, do you have anything before you go up on stage, Rosie, to like um, calm your nerves? 
Um, do you have any sort of practice, or are nah. you pretty relaxed before you get out? Any, uh, any heroin? Really? Or? What's that? Yeah, heroin, meth? A lot of heroin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it pretty jacked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will try and remember, try and get the order of what you're going to do. Try and remember your first joke so you don't stumble through that. So mm. you get through that and you, get, you can relax yourself a bit. I, I pace around a lot. Yep. Uh, go to the toilet a lot. Um, and maybe I'll have a beer, but I won't have any more than that. Just because yep. you just get a bit cloudy if you're not uh, co- completely switched on. Right. I always so, wondered about that. Like um, when I see comedians <laughs> up on stage, I'm like, is this bloke? Yeah. Yeah, I can't, no, I can't do it drunk. Yeah, not, not normally. I've not ne- normally seen people hammered. Yeah. You know, but you you always wonder like if that was part, you know, some guys have got a beer with them. You know, I mm. see Ricky Gervais, watch some Ricky Gervais, especially he's always like just sipping on a, yeah, on a, yeah. on a can of beer, whatever. But um, th- what about some of your counterparts? Do they go out and they have six beers? Does anyone like have six beers before they go out there? Or everyone's pretty professional now. They maybe just have one as a oh, No, there's a few that uh, that can do it. I've seen, I've seen comedians get up there hammered, like yeah. Yeah. spastic and destroyed. Yeah. It's just what they do. You know, there's a, uh, there's a Canadian comedian. Oh, God, what's his name? He goes out there with a six-pack and he finishes it by the end of an hour show. Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, Mike Wilmot, who's that's pretty very, quick drinking. That's, that's pretty yeah, good. Mate, that's he's, powering, he's powering him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's real. Fuck, you want to talk wrong comedy? He's really wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's really gravelly and like fucking funny. Yeah. And he tortures a six pack in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he loves it. So it's each to their own. I just find I get a bit, uh, just a bit foggy, and you can't. Mm. You're not as sharp as you mm. need to be. So what about um, what about the general? Um, kind of society of uh, of comedians. Is it a pretty healthy society, or like uh, you're into your fitness, right? Yes. Yep. Oh, so, comedians in general, health wise. Oh, oh, fuck no, just Jesus. Like, yeah, I mean, it, we hear all the stories about how comedians obviously have a lot of like mental health issues and see see the world yes, differently. Yeah. Is that is that a stereotype, or is there a lot of uh, no? I think I think the validity. reason a lot of people become comedians, firstly, I mean, for mine, it's like a defense mechanism. You know, it's like I can make the joke before you can make the joke because yep. I, I had really bad acne when I was younger and. And you just kind of a little bit. A lot of comedians are kind of slightly outcast uh, yep. sort of thing, yep. and so they've got that you know that sort of chip on their shoulder. They so can be prone to depression or mm. that kind of stuff. And I think too that comes with the performance of you take so much out of what's in front of you, mm. you know. And if it doesn't go well, you just sit on that for days and dwell, and you know it can get take you to some dark places when you're not writing well and all that kind of mm, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in terms of like physical fitness, I think it can be really difficult because it's a late night. Um, vocation, you know, you're, yeah. you're out late at night. You got access to a lot of free piss, and yep. around that time, like Melbourne's not so bad, but when you're on tour to get a decent feed at 11:30 at night in a rural country town, mm. you got as the servo. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. A couple so of big M's, and yeah, it, it can be really difficult to kind of sausage rolls. Yeah, some heroin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All that stuff that's been sitting there for ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, right. you want fresh heroin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, you, you continue. Oh no, I was just going to say it, it's a, it can be a difficult thing. But I got into boxing about ten years ago and just love it, and I've always tried to you know try to keep it. You always drop off. It's hard, but you just sort of. It's also good for you mentally, is what mm. I've found. Just, just want to talk more about um, fitness in a sec, but just touching back on you mentioned um, the using like the people use it as a defense mechanism, yeah. and like um, and a lot of uh, comics are your kind of guys that are um, were maybe picked on in school and yep. so on and so forth. I listened to another podcast. I think it was Joe Rogan interviewing one of the female comics in the US and she had to talk about she's really attractive yeah she had to talk about the fact that 
she had to dress unattractively. Yep. Because, and, and, and led down the conversation of like male comics, you don't really see any dudes that go out there that want to dress themselves to look like they're the stud, the quarterback guy because you don't connect with those guys nah. and you can't, you can't take, a lot of comedy is self-deprecating. You can't take that side of it. Is that something that like... Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, you don't want to set yourself up as, and, and some comics do it, like uh, Tom Gleason will mm. go out and boast that he, you know, he owns his house and he'll, you know, he'll talk about how well he's doing and all that kind of stuff, but... That that's his character. Yeah, that's what he set up. You know, whereas Hughesy was, you know, early days was like, and he was on the doll, but you know, he was yeah. a struggler and stuff, and and then he tried to veer into the talking about you know being successful. It's kind of hard because people don't want to hear it. Well, that's yeah. exactly right. No, yeah, like the the stereotype of like a comedian. You think of someone who, like Bill said, was you know kind of bully. It's like a little bit like you know left to centers, just kind of that dude walking around, not the coolest guy, and then. You don't, you don't want to see, you can't connect with someone that's like ripped or someone that's yeah, like, or yeah. like, for example, like a, a comedian that um, was kind of overweight and that was a part of their act and then they lost weight. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, this they dude's not funny the, anymore. Yeah, lose half the yeah. That's tough. Really I tough. Mean, yeah, really, it, yeah. I think it's opened up a bit more like that. I guess that was the kind of the image of the stand-up, wasn't it? The sort of yeah. slovenly piss head, you know, unhealthy yeah. sort of thing. But now... You know, you got cool guys like Will Anderson and stuff like that. Yeah, he dresses sharp too these days. I saw him at the comedy fest. We had like pointy toed shoes on, mm. yeah, real yeah. tight jeans. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. he's made it really cool now. <laughs> you're make so. me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not looking funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so things like that. I think the image has changed now that it's a bit more out there and it's a bit more like uh, rock star kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 So okay. is the image a part of your act? I guess. Uh, not really. I mean, I just wear like jeans and a t-shirt on stage. So, yeah. You know, no, not really. I like. I'm not one of those people that would wear a suit on stage. I'd just be like, that. Just it's not me. And I'm misrepresenting myself. So what you see for me is what you get pretty much. Yeah, would you ever do a show naked? Would I? Yeah. Nah, <laughs> fuck that. Jesus. Why did you ask that? I don't know. I just, um, just, just kind of picturing <laughs> you naked. You, <laughs> is this why you got me here? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> why have you locked the door? Did, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know um, you saw so that. Our third, uh, our third segment is um, take your pants off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about... Um, I saw, I was doing some, looking into some of your stuff over the last couple of days before the interview, obviously, and um, you did a, a year off the booze. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Why did you do that? Uh, what was the reason behind it? There was kind of a couple of reasons. One, I just wanted to see if I had the discipline to do it. Mm, uh, yeah. You know, because everyone, you know, Feb Fast is a big thing and you kind of go, it's 28 days, it's pretty soft, you know, everyone whinges about it and mm. they talk about, oh, you know, I took a weekend off. So like, fucking hell, man, it's 28 days. Mm. If you can't do that, you've got an issue. And... I was just getting into the point where I just, uh, it was a massive, not problem, but habit. It had become just everything I did was involved with booze. So what, what are we talking per week? Like yeah, oh. six beers, three or four nights a week, or like a couple of big, big solid one Yeah, big solid ones, kind of weekend. Yeah, you right. Know, hit mm. and, binge. and not not to go out there and get smashed, but it would end up like that. Yeah, like yeah. you just get carried away and just yep. wouldn't care about Which it. Which is fun. Let's yeah, be honest. No, I've got Tommy talk about it all the time. Mm. Drinking's fun. Yeah. Ooh. It's so bad for you and so, like, whatever, but it's... Good. At the time, if you got good friends, which we all, I'm sure, do, yeah. you know, it's, it's the best. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't. It's social. It's social. You know, yeah. everything about it is great. And I just thought, I wonder if I can do it. And I kind of, I set myself a year because I thought, if I do a month, it's not really that bad. If I do three months, it's kind of like, yeah, go for a year because that covers every possible part of a year. You know, mm. Easter, Christmas, New Year's, you know, the winter months, the summer months, everything mm. that you go through that's really tough. Comedy festival. For me, you know, uh, final series in the footy. Yeah. You know, all that yeah. sort of shit. It runs the whole thing, you know. Like, I certainly, um, 
uh, what's it called? Spring racing was tough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going yep. to the races because everyone's hammered by two. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just there going, fuck, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, that was hard. So it was just good to do all that. But um, I found it really easy. Once you break the habit, it's easy as. Like you just, whenever you go to the pub and you're with mates, you'd get a beer and it was hard to learn not to how to have a conversation without a glass in your hand. Oh, yep. for it's sure. A ha- it's a habitual thing. Is it? See, Husey totally. talks a lot about this. Yeah, he hasn't drunk it's since like cigarettes as well. 92. Yeah. He hasn't cigarettes drunk since 1992. I used to smoke cigarettes always when I was like youngster and then into like 20, can that, 24. Can you just or... put that dart out? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but for me, it was the same. And now it's the same like what you, what you just said. If I'm out, Sober, I'm coming to grips with being able to hold a conversation. But it used to be with cigarettes, I'd be like, it was just habitual yeah. as well. Only when I was drinking, really. Yeah. But have it'd a be beer, beer, have a dart. Yeah. Yep. And, and if I don't have a cigarette, I'm like, what do I do with this hand? Yeah. yeah. Put it in my pocket? Yeah. Like it was such a, a habit thing. And then, yeah, for me as well, it was like getting off the booze and trying to hold a regular conversation, which now as an adult, I can quite comfortably yeah, yeah. do. Mm. But when I was younger, I was like, couldn't be around people that mm. oh no, no that, that were drunk when I was sober. Well, that's the other thing I found. So, firstly, you break the habit. I reckon it took about three or four weeks, and then you get used to it. Like um, you just go, yeah, it's not happening, and your mindset changes, and you're okay with doing it. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing was, uh, firstly, you get tired because you're not full of sugar. Mm. So, about ten or eleven o'clock, you actually start to be like, "Fuck, I want to go home." Mm. And secondly, you do want to go home because everyone is talking gibberish. Yes. You cannot keep up with conversations. People repeat themselves. They talk rubbish. They <laughs> laugh at shit that's not funny. And you just go, oh, I can't be. I, yeah. Yeah. I want to kill you all you. Yeah. 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 I can't believe I hate mates all of you. Guys. Yeah, yeah. It was exactly like that. You're my yeah. family and I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember walking from one pub to another pub with some mates and I was uh, you know, talking to one friend and it was about 600 metres. And he told me the same story three times. <laughs> yeah. And the third time he brought it up, I thought he's taking the piss, yeah, but he yeah. wasn't. And yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck. And <laughs> when you see that and you realise that obviously when you're drunk, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. But you, never, you don't remember it, you don't notice it. But mm. when you see it from a sober person's eyes, it's, like, it's just embarrassing, man. isn't it? Oh, dude. When you see people walking down the street, oh. you know, uh, staggering across a footpath because they about, can't um, walk straight. Chapel Street. Uh, I uh, went to pick up my girlfriend from Chapel Street. She'd been out with the, like just having dinner and drinks yeah. with the girls. Probably, it was probably like 11 or 12. And I parked up right next to um, one of the big clubs or whatever. Anyway, everyone was happening. Everyone, everyone was walking around the street and I was watching people that I could literally, every single one of them, like, that dude's coked out of yeah. his brains. That dude's 10 pills deep. That yeah. dude's going to get hit by a car. Hmm. Like it was like being yeah. in the zoo. Yep. Yeah. It was it was crazy. It was yeah. like 10 p.m. And it's just, it sucks that it's the, the social norm really. Yeah, yeah. that's you know? the other thing is just how often it's done. It's like, Celebration, commiseration, yeah. you know, win, loss, whatever. Mm. We drink. Yeah. Especially mm. Australian society drinks. It just sucks. And people are always like, what do you mean you're not having a drink? You're at a yeah. wedding. It's like, I'm just not having a drink, you know? Exactly. My mate was one of my best mates. Went so down you, to have- you've got a few mates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, was and Roisy. <laughs> yeah, Roz and Roisy. <laughs> the yeah. two that I came into. That's cool. <laughs> um, I went down to Was's place and uh, I just didn't want to have a beer. It was a Sunday Arvo. Because I, when I have a couple of beers, I feel like- if I'm doing some work, I feel like I'm not quite Yeah, on. you're not sharp. Yeah, yeah you're not sharp. Yeah. So I don't do it. Yeah. I'd rather, if, I, if I'm going to drink, I'll have maybe dinner or if it's like the end of the night or a big session. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, that's how yeah, I do course. it. And was just having like a barbecue. Me and uh, girlfriend went down there. I was like new kids and dog and all this stuff. And anyway, went down there and I uh, was just like, oh, do you want a beer, beer Bilza? Calls me Bilza. I said, no, nah, mate, I'm, uh, I'm driving. He goes... When did you fucking when did you go vagina? Like yeah. straight up, straight into me, and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, no, I'm just driving, mate, because yeah. Jill's gonna have a drink. It's it's fine, like it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to see you. Like, fuck. Yeah. There's that expectation. How did yeah. you How did you get past? I always think of it as the first sort of 15 minutes where there's it's the most amount of peer pressure, and you know everyone's going like, oh, you know, have a beer, mate. Like, 
How'd you get yourself over that? After a while, everyone knew mm. that I wasn't drinking, so they just stopped offering. Because a lot of people would be like, just have one. You're like, well, I just have one when I can just have none. Exactly. Yeah. You know, why am I going to have one? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. so I always just, found it very useless. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I just, uh, it was quite easy after a while. People got it that I wasn't going to be drinking. Because they knew that I used to love a drink. So that was the hardest thing. Mm. It's like, I'm just not drinking. It's okay. Yeah. And then when the year was coming up, they're like, what are you getting back? What are you, what are you, date? What date? <laughs> yeah. And the day that I got back on it, there was a comedy show during the day near where the pub we went to and then all these other comedians came down and it was weird talking about it with a friend afterwards celebrating me getting yeah, back on yeah, the bush. Yeah, like, so true. so weird. Yeah, yeah you got cancelled again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so, so bizarre. But you know what was incredible is how amazing I felt. Like, yeah. you got energy on Mondays and Tuesdays, which I did not know was Never. a thing. Yeah, true. My Understand. skin was great. I felt fantastic. Mm. It was Unbelievable! Like the damage it does is oh. fucking ridiculous. But I think you hit it on the head. One of the reasons why your mates have so much peer pressure is because I I, I just I don't know you that well. But yeah. I, I think that you'd you'd I assume you'd be very good value on the piss. You know, oh, this great. is what I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Me, yeah. Me, yeah, me and yeah. Me, like myself, I I my nickname's Doc because I was the doctor back in the day, whatever. But that's like kind of like an alter ego-ish thing. Yeah. So like, you know, the boys will often say like, oh, is, is the doctor coming out tonight? Yeah, right. Because you know, like, I can that's get great. very, very loose. Yeah. And that's what my mates, I think my mates miss probably that part. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, I'm not a bad bloke when, yeah. I'm, when I'm sober. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> but, a bit of a gimp, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good to see you. Rose, yeah. he's, he knows me now. Yeah, yeah, Rose is like, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, he yeah. sucks, doesn't he? He's a gimp, he's a real gimp. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, um, so true. Yeah, that's interesting. I made it um, 10 months without masturbating once. <laughs> um, it was yeah, from it was fun, it was when fun. you were born to ten months old. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, I don't know how you remember that. <laughs> my mate, my mate, um, my mate Matt. Um, he, we were travelling once, and he said to me, um, "God, how's this go?" He, yeah, <laughs> he came down the shower in our in our dorm, and he goes, "It's getting worse." He, yeah. he goes, um, he goes, "Oh, geez, that was good." I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh, I just had a real nice masty." <laughs> And I said to him, "Masty, <laughs> never heard it shortened like that." I said, "This is Roisy, by the way." Oh yeah. I always tell stories about. Anyway, so I said, "Mate, that's my fucking chair as well. You can't do that." And he goes, "Well, whatever, mate. Where have you been? Where have you been doing?" I said, "Mate, I haven't. Yeah. Which I hadn't. I hadn't. I hadn't. You know, three months of travelling through Central America. He goes, bullshit, bullshit, and." I said, "No, mate, I haven't. I, yeah. I haven't felt the urge to do mm-hmm. that. I'm, I'm travelling. It's fine. I'm having." And um, he goes, and he couldn't believe that I was serious. I said, tell you what, I, I won't for the rest of the trip. He yeah. goes, bullshit, you can't do that. I said, you watch me. And then we how'd had you, this like... How, how did you prove it? <laughs> um, I just didn't wear any pants and he walked around <laughs> oh, okay, all day, cool, every day yeah, for cool, the next six cool. months. <laughs> but, um, and then when I got home, I told him that um, just to prove it to him uh, that I... He was like, oh, you could only do that because you were traveling. You could only do that because you're... I'm like, well, I'll go a year. I'll go a year. And then I got 10 months and... Uh, and I and I grabbed my dick and I pulled it. Had a masty. It's weird that it's like shortened to, to that masty. Yeah, like, yeah. why not go to miss? Yeah. Well, we actually used to call it, me and the boys used to actually call it the international no masturbation policy. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Enough about, uh, enough but you're about, having sex though. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So that's why it was easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so but that's that, why when, yeah. I, when the six months ended, I said to my mate, I was like, yeah, well, watch this, man. I'll, I'll yeah, do it at yeah. home. And then, mm. uh, yeah, like I said, don't get along with Aussie chicks as well. <laughs> so that's when you tell you went from three to seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah. So when you um when you had this year off the booze, like, uh, did you get right in your fitness? What do you do for training wise? Do you have to be fit to be a comedian? 
Jesus. I actually just lost my train of thought after <laughs> yeah. the whole masturbation story. So, um, yeah. But you were mentioning before that you, you, you try CrossFit. I did try CrossFit. Uh, kind of, I didn't mind some parts of it. Like, I enjoyed the workouts and stuff, but I just felt it was all a bit, it was a bit samish. I was just like, all right, mm. yeah, I'm, I've done enough squats. For, Which is for my so lifetime. ironic because CrossFit prides itself on being the sport of variance. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? But yeah, I, I didn't find I didn't find that at all. I just found everything was either squat based or um, what else do you do lots of? Olympic lifting based. Yeah, there was. I didn't, I didn't mind that because I'd never done that before. It was actually good to learn, you know, sweet techniques. So when hmm. you go to a normal gym, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm a weightlifter. Yeah, right. And I mention it every show. So it's oh, only. every <laughs> fucking show. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I started. as did a bit of CrossFit and then I've gone into weightlifting. It's great. Yeah. It's fun too. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed that side of it. But um, I, I started boxing about, yeah, eight, ten years ago and um, just loved that. Mm. Just, and I maybe got a bit bored with that. It was just, you know, a bit repetitive. But it's just such a good workout. You feel good about it and um, it just kind of clears your head. It's Because I have trouble switching off, like, you know, mm. don't sleep very well, all that kind of stuff. So the, the hour that you're working out, doesn't matter what it is, is a time when I'm not thinking about work and particularly like with, you know, CrossFit or boxing or something that's really hard, you can't drift away. No. Mm. You're in the moment, you're just thinking about that, you're thinking about, you know, your next breath and 100%. how much your bones hurt from the yeah. lack of oxygen, shit like that. Oh, so, yeah. You know, and that's why I really enjoy just training. So I do that, do Pilates, um, okay. go for a run occasionally. I was into swimming for a while and just – haven't got back into that, but I should. Mm, mm. It's okay. just good. It helps you. It just helps me mentally. It's that's my it's meditation. Like me- that's yeah. exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, because that's like what meditation is. It's yeah. focusing on one thing yeah. and Switching not having off. the clutter. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't agree more. Mm. Um, so you've got your own podcast um, now, Junk Time. You've had yeah. it for how long? So why did you kind of why did you get into the realm of podcasting? You think it's the next avenue for? Comics oh. out there and everybody out there? Or? I mean, I think it's really good for comics to be able to, you know, because basically every radio show now is just with famous people. And if you if you haven't got a, a profile, it can be really hard to do it. And the guy that I do it, Michael, who I do the show with, so Junk Time is an AFL-based comedy sort of footy show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was looking around for something to listen to and basically there was nothing that did comedy and um, and footy. And mm. so he just went, let's do it. You know, let's let's provide one you know, for, for people to listen to. And mm-hmm. it's gone really well. So we're in our third year and we love it. We did live shows during the comedy festival. We've had great guests and it's just really good fun, you know, just talking about footy. And I used to write for Before the Game and so I'm really into my footy and I know footy comedy. So mm. it's just mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah, cool. So um, so it's called Junk Time AFL Podcast. If you like your footy and you like a laugh. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely put that in all of our show notes and stuff. So Sweet. I'll have all the links in there for you. Yeah. So um, what did you find... Uh, what did you find different to the podcast rather than uh, any other forms of media anything is it it's pretty oh, relaxed the- it's pretty relaxed you've got no boundaries like so you can swear yeah. you can go as hard you as you it. want yeah basically yep. it's uh yeah and it can be as long as we want as short as we want we can talk about whatever we want um and you could probably go a lot harder on a potty than you could on air like you, you get a bit protective like you'd be like oh you know, if you're on a certain station, be like, we can't talk about this person. Or well, we couldn't have had a, half the conversation we had in the last yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. It just gives you the freedom that you, you don't have when you're, there's, you know, there's no, just, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I'm very intrigued as to how slanderous you can be. Not that we are, but uh, because people don't generally hear mm. 
the podcast? How hard do people go? Like, has anyone been sued from a podcast? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. I hope yeah. I don't get sued by Nick Barton. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, who is now yeah. a international yeah. lawyer. Yeah, yeah, he had to rock up in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. since he turns out to a barbecue, they're not fucking invited. Oh, to it's yeah, that's right. Terrible. That's, shit, that's right. And starts creeping on a bloke's missus. Oh, yeah. um, was, did he? Was did he? Thing. Does he go for Collingwood? And did he bring an Aussie chick? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. Seriously, so it wasn't the devil. That guy, opinion. yeah, <laughs> sucks. Um, nah, look, Nick, I, I mean, I've never met you, mate. But if you're listening, um, yeah, pull your act together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you use it as in? Uh, are you getting fine? Are you getting sponsors, or you use it just as building the brand of Adam Rosenbach's? Or what's oh. the what's the plan for it? I mean, there's no real. We never set up like a plan as this. We need to hit these points or whatever. We're just kind of putting it out there. But we've started. Mm. We've got some merchandise now, which is cool. good, so we can start to make a little bit of cash out of it. Mm. We have had some. Sponsorship, we'd love you know more. Obviously, mm-hmm. everyone would. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it's just fun to talk footy. Yeah. We love yeah, it, and so sure. we'll be talking it anyway. So we may as well just record it and mm. you know have some fun with it. And if it ended up on a on a, a radio station, we'd be wrapped. Yeah, cool. Yep. I guess All those, that was the uh, radio stations out there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that was the same thing for me and Bill. We became good mates um, through working together, and then we sort of just figured, hey man, like we're having such a fucking good time talking yeah. to each other. Let's um just let other people Let's just hear. Record it. it, yeah, exactly. Let's just see what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. So do you guys just it's just you two? You don't bring guests in, or you do? No, we do have regularly. guests. So we have a lot of comedians bowl through, and then during the comedy festival, we had like um oh, we've spoken to Chris Jard, uh, Jonathan Brown, mm. Jared Ruffhead in. See, that's the great. Comedy festival was uh, Ruffy was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's a ripping bloke. Yeah. So yeah. that's what like me and Tommy we're forty shows in, and we've been doing two two shows a week. So okay. we release two shows a week. So we're actually forty shows, um, five months or something. Mm. And on Tuesday, um, do you know Wim Hof, the no, Ice Man? No. You ever heard of the Ice Man, the guy that's done all the climbed Everest in a pair of shorts and? Um, he, uh, he said no the first time, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh yeah, after the twelfth time, yes, I do know Wim Hof. Um, yeah, so he's like he's a really super inter- interesting figure because he's got a, he's got the Wim Hof breathing technique and he's. Oh, no, I do know that, dude. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He his, time. Yeah, hey, you, man. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm going to the show. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so Wim Hof, I did his, um, his little night with Wim Hof on Tuesday night, and I've been talking to him about getting him as a coach for Adventure Fit. Oh, yeah. Anyway, his tour manager messaged me Wednesday morning, and I woke up, and I saw, I saw the message. It's something about the podcast. I called him straight away. I spoke to Tommy. I said, mm. man... Get your shit together. We're going to interview Wim Hof in fucking 30 mm. minutes in St. Kilda. And we went down there. Um, Tommy was playing music with him, jam with him, had a great great <laughs> so time. But good. this is like the conversation we're having now. Like It's awesome. You get to you get to engage with people. And, and the people that we reach out to are people that we genuinely want to yeah. chat to and yeah, hear from. Yeah. So as far as like it being um, just fun to sit around and shoot the shit, like the fact of getting guests on as well, it's so amazing because I've got um, one of my best books – I've ever read one of my favorite books, Marching Powder. We interviewed the the author of Marching Powder, and we were like bros at the end, yeah, big hugs. And, really? So it's been great for that. Like, like probably with you and all the footy yeah, stuff, yeah. like Ruffy and the boys in in the prison. No, That's no, no. The guy. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you, have you read Marching Powder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. He, so he's he's um, back in London, is he? It was it was in his mum and dad's study computer yeah. room on the mattress that he was sleeping on the floor. Oh right, well, so that's good. Skype. No, 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 we, 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 went, we, first, we went to Sydney, Sydney. And, yeah. Oh, so right. we, yeah. we do like uh, weekends in Sydney. Um, so Great. he's he's classic man. He's been travelling around the world, just oh. um, just riding and being a nomad and telling stories. And he was back That's crashing on stories. his yeah. crashing <laughs> on his um. Oh yeah, oh. would have um, would have done well back in the yeah, day if you know okay. what I mean. Too. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And, uh, but what, he was. What slip- do you mean? <laughs> he was um, he was crashing on the couch at his at his uh, on the mattress at his mum and dad's place, and um, it was just a funny funny scenario. But 
just so good to be able to reach out to for us because you, you're a comedian, so you have platforms and you've been yeah, on the show. Yeah. What, but for, especially for me and Tommy, it's like we can reach out to comedians that we like and figures that we're just so intrigued by, like yeah. half and stuff, and you know, pick their brains with the questions we want to ask. It's such a good meet some cool people, really yeah, cool people. All get together yeah. and have an EpiPen sesh. Would <laughs> <laughs> be a good sesh. Yeah, yeah, cool. So. Um, I heard you in one of your um, in one of your uh, little clips that I listened to on your website. I heard you talking about um, ripping off the self serve registers at uh, Coles and Safeway. Oh uh, yeah. What yeah. are your What are your favourite techniques? Because I've got a few of my own. I reckon we can save ourselves at least seven bucks yeah. a week. Here. Oh man, you don't. The nuts is different price. Nuts. So everyone. Yeah. Everyone's banana those. chips. Yeah, yeah. Is that, are they the cheap ones? Are they? Banana chips are nine uh, nine ninety nine a kilo. Yeah. Yeah. I always put my macadamia straw as banana as chips. Post everything else. What else do you put through? I I always put my avocados through as onions. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, avocados okay. are about four grand a Carrots fucking. are big. Yeah. Carrots are really selling well down Yeah. Down, right. down okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I was, because I was uh, like the Coles man for a while. What do you mean? I was like the superhero for Coles. Really? Oh, on the TV? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't it remember part that. Of the advertising campaign, and I was still doing that joke, because I was just like, oh, it'd be fine. And then, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and then oh, they, yeah. They, they came to me and were like, oh, you, you'd want to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, fair enough. You, you, you want to stop doing both those things, <laughs> yeah. talking about it, and yeah, actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. Right. I'm, not, I'm in the outfit. I'm allowed to steal. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, we need that outfit back. Yeah. You didn't pay for that. My brother, so Jack's eight years younger than me, so he's 22, and he was... Um, he moved up to Richmond with his mates when he was like 19, first yeah. year of uni. And um, so I, I said to Jack, we were down getting some food somewhere. I think it was in Richmond. Anyway, I said, um, hey, bro, we'll, we'll, grab, um, we'll grab some of this and we'll, we'll put them through as um, banana chips and stuff. And Jack goes, hey, watch this one. And he grabs, um, <laughs> he grabs the, the cheapest sticker. You know, like in the dallies and stuff, they have stickers. Yeah. Um, that, so the cheapest sticker is like time. You know, time, okay, like yeah, the herb? Yeah, yeah. Time, you can get a, a little pu- a thing of time for like 80 cents. <laughs> but he gets a sticker of time and he goes, watch this. And he walks, starts peeling it off real slowly like in the basket and then walks over to a, um, a four-pack of um, high-fillet steaks. <laughs> Are you kidding like me? 40 bucks, <laughs> slams it over the top, walks through, beep, oh, 80 cents, the person, 20 cents of steak. The person's looking at him is like, it's a fair amount of time, man. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. Mate, what, are you, what are you cooking? That was a good one. Yeah. That's my actual stand-up. That, that's the joke that I say in my stand-up. Really? Yeah, is to take the, the barcode off a can of baked beans and stick it oh, on yeah. your hand. Yeah. And then just scan everything through and it reads the bottom of your hand. Yeah, well, we used to... I, I used didn't know to get... actually, people were actually doing <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> well, I used, to get the, I used to get the chickens and when you get, buy a roast chicken, you can buy... I normally buy a 40-cent um, cutlery set. Mm-hmm. So, and then... The barcode would be on the bottom of the chicken, so I'd stick the cutlery set it set in my right hand. Beep. Forty cent chicken. <laughs> so good. I'm not condoning any of this. Yeah, that's right. No. I, um, yeah. I I I murdered it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are we on the are we on the same boat here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I know. Oh, that was gold. Apologies. Um. All right. So. We'll start to maybe uh, wrap it up, Rosie, because we got we got six questions we'd like to ask cool. I guess at the end. Um, <laughs> stop laughing, Tommy. Sorry. Um, so, firstly, like, uh, what's next for for Adam Rosenbach? What's what's in the works? Uh, so, probably looking at a comedy festival show next year in 2017, which I'm just starting to kind of tick over at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hoping to. I went overseas with my dad in uh, Europe a couple of years ago and that was a nightmare of a trip so I want to I want to either turn that into a, a film or a book or a, a TV mm. series or something like that so that cool. that's kind of yeah next big project I'm hoping 
Nice. That's yeah. cool. Have you and done anything towards that or is it just, a, just an idea at the moment? I did do a comedy festival show, so it kind of exists as uh, like a bit of a script. Yep. So, and, I, you know, Dad saw the show and we got good publicity out of it. So I know the show itself was, you know, half decent. Yep. So hopefully I can turn it into something decent. Mm. Cool. Yeah. And what's your, um, like, what's your dream for your, your career in the end? Shit, man. I mean, it'd be great to just have like a, a my own kind of comedy show, like either on telly or radio or something, just to get my own sort of mm. uh, vehicle up, which mm-hmm. would be fantastic. I'd love to do something like that. And that's always kind of been the dream, I guess, you know, because I write for a lot of TV shows. I see other people doing my jokes. I know I can get laughs, you know, on a, on a big scale. So that, that would be the one to be, you know, controlling my own kind of yeah, program would be great. Mm. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, should we go to six from six? We certainly should. All right, so uh, three three questions from me, Rosie. Yep. Uh, mine are travel related. I start us off. So first one is um, first one is your favorite destination on the planet that you've been. Can be country, town, continent. Yeah, um, favorite. Probably going to say the states. I had a ball when I was in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, just. For whatever reason, like I've been through South America, I've been through Asia and stuff, and and Europe, and had put off the states because I just thought, oh, maybe it won't be that, won't be that great, you know? It's yeah. always going to be there. And then when I went there, I was just blown away. Like New York is as yeah. good as you can imagine. Mm. San Fran's fantastic. Chicago, I loved. Portland mm. was really cool. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Would love to go back and just see the rest of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. There's so much to see and do, mm, and for just sure. such lovely people. Oh, they are. Yeah, they really just, are. I don't believe that. Yep. I was in the I was in the states last week, uh, last week, last month. Um, with my brother and he was walking. It was the first time he'd been over there. I've been there twice. And uh, Jack was like, what's going on here? Why is everyone so nice to us? Mm. Yeah. It's, like, you just don't get that. Yeah, the yeah. The image it's portrayed is not like that, but they're so friendly. They're mm. lovely. Yeah. And wow. I, don't, I don't know whether I was like, I wonder if it's whether we're Australian and they genuinely love Australians, want to hear us talk. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whether they're just generally nice. I don't know. But we'll, was, we'll never know that. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true, right. Yeah. But um, yeah, cool. So... Um, next question is your dream destination. So again, it can be anywhere, big, small. Um, yeah, yeah. Man, where would I like to go? I mean, I, I'm a big World War Two history buff, so I'd love mm. to see Stalingrad just to, mm. you know, to do the historical sites around there. And I, what I would love to do is do the, the the run that the German army did from Berlin to Stalingrad, just to see what they went through and That's the winter cool. and all that kind of shit would just be amazing. I don't think there's any tours that run that, but yeah. just to see, because I have just such an appreciation of what those soldiers go through, or mm. you know, just not a, just the shit that they live through. You know, oh. the, the stuff that we complain about gets to twelve yeah. degrees in Melbourne, we're whinging. Hundred percent. It's like forty-four degrees, and they're in summer uniforms, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it would just be fantastic, and just to see, you know, what they all kind of went through. I went to the Normandy beaches in France, and that was pretty amazing. Mm. Do you think you could? And this is, you know, nothing against you because I don't think I could do it either. Do you think you'd be able to do it? It'd no. be a good test, wouldn't it? Fuck no. Yeah. It's just the the stuff that they went through, like because uh, I have done a few gigs for the Australian Defence Force, and so I went to okay. Afghanistan. Um, for a week and just to see, you know, how they live and the way they live and the, the pressure that they're under full oh. time. It's just like, you know, I get angry if I can't find a car park. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And these guys are, yeah, they're just, they're elite machines. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, last question for me is uh, if you're on a desert island, you have three things to keep you sane. You've got toothbrush and water and yep, good. people. Safe, yep. Um, yeah, what are those three things? Oh, fuck, to keep me sane. So can I have a laptop with like? In- Do I have internet? You can look. We've given we've given we'll, we'll people give laptops that's with okay. internet mm, included. For, for, so for you the, can that's that. one. Yep. Right. Uh, Do I have an endless supply of books? 
you can have, you can have a, Kindle. a solar Kindle. We mm-hmm. have rewarded a solar yes. Kindle before. Oh, all right, I'll take <laughs> yeah. a Kindle. Oh, no, if I've got a laptop, I don't need a Kindle. I was just going to say. Well, I'm <laughs> well, not you sure. You can just download mm. Kindle.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Or Audible. Yeah. You got just, Audible. You got a, you got a okay. ton of books. All right, that's yes. good. That's good. That's all on my laptop. Shit, man, I'm doing pretty well. What else would I need? Uh, like a like a full gym. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, full setup gym. So yep. everything that I need that that will grow. I can't just I can't think of it all right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, but an airdyne bike as well because I hate those things. Mm. Um, so you want an airdyne bike? Yeah, I do because it keeps you fit. No, I, hate, I, I bought it. a roller the other day, just sitting in the back. Yeah, in the no, back I there. noticed that. Mm. I can't stand the head on. Oh, no, they're horrible. Yeah. They're horrible Suit. machines. Yeah, Some of the rowers. Yeah, I like the rowers slightly more. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot to or like. I hate it. I hate it slightly less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what else would I like? Um, what are some of the other things that people have... People say we had horseshoes before in the last one. That was quite <laughs> oh, interesting. So Nick, Nick Sorrell is a, is a really good dude. And yeah. um, so hopefully he's listening. Playing a game or something? I, is he that what it is? It. Is he a horseshoe something you put on your foot? Or is a horseshoe something you throw around the Yeah, thing? you can play games with it. You can put yeah. a peg and you throw the, you throw yeah, the horseshoe yeah. on the peg. I don't I think that's way. what he was going, going, going down, but he didn't really... Bizarre. Pretended not to explain, mm, maybe. Mm. My, um, my dad said he'd have a, a pair of socks. Um, okay. Which is quite so strange. Am I or not? Uh, no, yeah, oh, no, you fool uh, ham out. Okay, cool. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe some sunscreen then. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and a pair of scissors. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's it for me. All righty. Um, what do you like to do in your downtime when you're not uh, when you're not on the go? Uh, what do I do? I, like, I love reading. I just because uh, again, it just helps me switch off and get away from you know just me constantly thinking about stuff. And mm. I've gotten into uh, like historical podcasts lately, which are really cool. So. I don't really listen to those while I'm working out because I just drift off and can't listen to potty. So if I'm in the car, if I'm doing long drives or I've got a gig that's a couple of hours away, chuck the potty on. Which one? Which ones? Uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore right. History. Dan Carlin's Hardcore History is yeah. sick. Yeah, which I really enjoy. And they're, man, they're like four hours an episode, so you've got to go for a long drive. Oh, yeah. Um, have you checked out History on Fire by Daniel Ali Bolelli? No. Um, it's really good also. Okay. Yeah. I will check that I'll, out. History uh, on Fire. I'll shoot it through to you or something or t- text it through to you. But here, if you remember History on Fire, okay. Daniele Bollielli, Um very similar to Dan Carlin. Yeah. Really good. So, and what else? Just, uh, you know, watch a bit of telly or just uh, exercise if I've got downtime. I just really enjoy it. Yep. Um, now, I'm pretty sure we touched on this before, but um, any sort of inspirations as a kid? Um, big role models. Uh, Doesn't have to be uh, comedy related. Yeah, I mean, I was always impressed by the writings of like Stephen King when I was okay. younger. You know, just uh, just the way that he could create a universe in your head. Mm. I was always fascinated by like, I, you know, whether or not you're into his kind of horror stuff, but uh, he wrote some killer books mm. like and stuff that would scare the fuck out of you, you know, mm-hmm. and just the strength it. of that kind of writing. Oh, man. That was it. the scariest movie I ever saw as a kid. Oh, that's it, the last yeah. thing you need 100%. to see is a fucking clown in a drain. Oh. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so not going to scare yeah. the fuck out of the you. Girl, yeah, the girl, I just remember, it's still tattooed in my brain, the girl gets taken from the bike. You don't see it, but you see you see her riding down the bike, uh, riding the bike down the street, and then you see the scene flashes, comes back, and the bike's turned up and the, the wheel's just spinning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that That's... That because the sh- element of surprise there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he's, he's and he's the books are fantastic. Mm. Like The Shining, not much happens in The Shining. It's just a guy's descent into madness. Yeah, that's but right. Fuck, it's a good book. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I haven't read any of his stuff. Yeah, I've seen the movie Shining. I haven't read it. I, I have to read it. It's a really good book. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fucking good book. Yeah, mm. yeah. cool. Um, yeah, and finally, if you could invite, so your family's there, anyone yeah. important that you want to be there, if you could invite three people, dead or alive, to dinner, yeah, who wow. would they be, and uh, and why? A lot of people say Jesus. Nah, 
No, I've read about his stuff. Mm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> got, I've got him covered. He's no good. Uh, <laughs> shit, man. Who would I want to? Someone like um, Magellan. Okay. You know, because he, and I like reading those kind of, not adventure books, but uh, just explorers and the fact that he went under South America and just was into the unknown. He's mm. just like, you know, how was that? You know, he ended up in the Philippines, you I know. definitely don't know of Magellan. Okay, so he's basically discovered South America. Really? Yeah, that was all him. And so at the bottom of um, South America is the Straits of Magellan, and then that's, oh. why, that's why the Philippines speak Spanish at the moment. And right. that's why there's so much uh, sort of – that's why South America was so dominant – oh, sorry, um, Spain and Portugal were so dominant through Southeast Asia was because of Magellan. Magellan discovered yeah. it. So I gotcha. think okay. have some good stories to tell, yeah. I would imagine. Definitely. Uh, who else would I like to talk to? you got two more. All right, all right. Um, I think James Hetfield from Metallica. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, would be pretty cool. That's I was a cool a big, one. Big Metallica fan when I was younger, so yeah. that would be uh, that would be a lot of fun. What's and like the number one thing you'd ask him? Yeah, uh, what would I ask him? Do you, how much do you like Lars? Yeah, that, isn't that like a feud? They, they used to yeah, like not get along you, or? Have you seen some kind of monster? Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Have you seen that, Bill? No. Nah. Oh, dude. It's, uh, so That's they, what it was, They started yeah. filming a documentary about them recording an album and it just descends into like just nitpicking and they mm. get a psychologist in. And if you're not into Metallica, it's still great. It's just, mm. yeah, right. it's like a family going going to bits. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. funny, yeah. What was it called? Some kind of monster. Some kind of and monster. That's yeah. one where the end of the doco is them doing a live performance of Saint Anger, isn't yes. it? Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's good. So yeah. I'd like to meet him. I think he'd be a pretty, pretty fun dude. Yeah. And uh, what else historically? I mean, it'd be interesting to have a bit of a bit of a chat with Hitler just to see what was going Everyone on. Everyone says yeah. Hitler. Yeah. Be interesting. Everyone, but probably four. That's probably the fourth time. Maybe I'd say at least 40, yeah. sixty. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say 60%, but 4 out of 40 is 10%. 10%. <laughs> I was about to exaggerate it massively. 90% you're put, of... Yeah. You're about to put the whole bucket of money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a That'd be interesting. very interesting one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good chat. Mm. Yeah, that's... Um, cool. Well, Rosie, where can uh, where can everybody find you? Where um, Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, nothing coming up at the moment, like I said, but uh, my website is rosie.com.au, R-O-Z-I-E. Uh, there's Junk Time AFL Podcast if you want to check that out. I'll be doing gigs around Melbourne, but that's all up on my website and then mm-hmm. Comedy Festival next year. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram. And oh, that. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all over it, man. Uh, so just A Rosenbachs for both Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, it, man. That's, uh, that's it from us. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cool. cool. And uh, that's a wrap. All righty, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Um, Dylan, um, thanks. You Sorry, mate. You chukaklamuff. <laughs> um, if you guys like the show, uh, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating review on iTunes, and get around our sponsors. Our sponsors are audible.com. So Audible, head to audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio to get your free trial with Audible. You'll get a free audio book and you'll get 30 days to be a cool audio listener. Mm-hmm. And then Audible listener. And then also Adventure Fit Travel. Check out www.adventurefittravel.com and uh, check out all we've got going on there. We've got some new trips for you guys. We've got our blogs. We've got all our podcast house there. So uh, it's all happening. Um, that's pretty much it from me. Yep. Very good. (laughs) All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. See you next week.